This is the multi-voice text-to-speech podfic reading of The Tragic Dumpling Affair of 1986 by Heart of Spells, composed by Burning Aurora. Prongs. Prongs. He pauses when a faint grumble reaches him from beneath the heavy blankets, his hand hovering above them. His weight shifts and the floorboards complain loudly under his feet, a huff sounding from the burrow of the bed this time before settling. Sirius pulls an obstinate face. James. He hisses loudly, fingers curling into the duvet, ripping it down as James jolts and flails. Was that? He sputters, hazel eyes wide and unfocused as he stares upwards at the ceiling. They slide to the side, hand launching outwards to snag into Sirius's shirt dragging him down closer, his eyes squinting now, James's face blurring out of existence, becoming one large hazel orb that's more than a bit disconcerting. That's one big eye you've got, Grammy, quips Sirius with a lazy smile as he sags into James's hold. Sirius, grunts James, his grip loosening before clenching again. Padfoot, bloody hell, the fuck are you doing? I've missed you, Sirius pouts the floor squeaking terribly once more as he shuffles a little. James's face doesn't change, his expression unamused, and Sirius allows the pout to slip away. No, right. Okay. I need your help. Why is it only ever the middle of the night when you come to me for help? Mumbles James, fingers sliding out of Sirius's shirt fabric with exhaustion. What have you got against sleep, mate? Nothing. Whispers Sirius with a half-shrug. Can't help that's when my brain shivers and shakes, can I? James stares at him, unimpressed, and Sirius turns a bright smile on him. I can hear your thoughts, prongs. Might want to tame them down. They're incredibly loud. Don't want to wake Lady Sleeping Dragon, do we? Last time I did this, she vowed to remove my tongue next time she caught me. I'm not so certain she was joking, and I quite like my tongue, nor am I the only one. Fucking, do you know what needs tamed? Your feet. Can you be a little quieter? It's not my fault your floor hates me. Grumbles Sirius, crossing his arms over his chest as he drops to the bed, causing the mattress to bounce and shudder. James flails again, head whipping in Lily's direction beside him, but the woman has yet to stir. You should fix that. I'll fix you, mutters James under his breath. What do you want? It's my anniversary tomorrow informs Sirius diplomatically, but he pauses, expression turning thoughtful. Today. No, tomorrow. He leans over a sleeping lily, craning to see the clock. Today. Mazeltov, grunts James. And you're acting as though that's a surprise. I didn't forget. Interjects Sirius quickly, pointing a finger at James's face. You forgot, didn't you? No, cries Sirius. James flapping his hands at him with a shushing noise, and his voice lowers again. I didn't forget. He hisses, leaning closer to James. I had a plan, but I've changed it now. It's important. I told Remus we couldn't do anything because I've got to see a man about a new bike, so he's working instead. He's proper put out. Sirius preens a little and James gapes at him. There's something daily wrong with you. Shut up. Protests Sirius. It's all part of the plan. Slowly shifting, James manages to leverage himself up into a half-sitting position. He pinches the bridge of his nose between two fingers as he groans quietly.
And what's my part in this plan of yours? I have to make dinner. Informs Sirius, all mirth fading from him in an instant. I don't know how to cook. What makes you think I do? Snaps James, affronted and frazzled. Sirius motions one hand in Lily's direction, and James scoffs. Lil's barely trusts me to put the kettle on. Oh, come on. Argues Sirius. All these years of being blissfully wet and you're telling me you've not picked up the slightest thing. No more than you've picked up from Remus, apparently. Mumbles James. Mooney is very distracting when he tries to teach me things. Admits Sirius, vision going a bit hazy. Heaving a commiserating sigh, James concedes. So is Lily. They sit together in silence for a small stretch of time before James shifts them back on task. I'm not sure what you expect me to do. Sirius bounces on the bed, turning to face James fully, seemingly having forgotten about the lily-shaped mound on the other side. We were aces at potions together. He presents factually. Cooking a meal can't be that different, can it? Find a recipe, follow the steps, eat. Sirius brings his hand down into his palm with a loud smack with each point made. If it's that simple, why can't you do it on your own? Poses James, appearing unconvinced. Sirius arches one brow. If you think it's wise to leave me unattended in the kitchen alone. Okay, I see your point. Says James quickly, springing forward a little. But his face pinches a little as he studies Sirius. Why is this suddenly so important, Pads? Why change the plan you already had? Why lie to Mooney and put him off for this? Squirming where he sits, Sirius's gaze drifts away, his lip tucking between his teeth. It just is. Looking back at James, he finds his friends staring at him speculatively, waiting, and Sirius huffs. I can't tell you. Not yet. Remus has got to come first. James takes a moment to respond, but he finally sighs, rolling his eyes. Fine. He mutters. I'll help you. He stops, pointing a finger forward, ceasing the coiling of Sirius's body from excitement. But you owe me. James Potter, you blindingly beautiful man, I could kiss you. Actually. Sirius shrugs his shoulders, lurching towards James, hands grappling around the sides of his face to pull his friend to him against the other's protest, Sirius planting a smacking kiss directly between his eyes. You're brilliant. Want me to write a good word for you to the boss? He jabs his thumb in Lily's direction but shakes his head quickly afterwards. Never mind, later. Let's go. Sirius springs upwards off the bed, dragging James halfway off with him, his friend sputtering again, pulling backwards in resistance, causing Sirius to stumble and ram into the side of the bed. What are you doing? Hisses James. I'm not going with you now. Why not? Mourns Sirius all pretense of quiet having left him. You said you'd help me. Not in the middle of the... Godric's left hairy bullock, someone needs to teach you two to actually whisper. Rages Lily as she springs upwards, knocking the sheets away from herself, blazing green eyes turning on them, obvious even in the darkness of the room. How in the world the pair of you ever managed to keep anything secret during school is a mystery to me. James winces a bit, mumbling an apology but Sirius attempts a hopeful, charming smile. Lily's expression doesn't alter, and Sirius instinctively retreats, lips pressing tightly together in self-preservation. Sirius, utters Lily, angling her gaze in his direction. My husband isn't coming to help you cook your dinner right now because it's the middle of the night. He will also not be coming because, currently, 
You have your own husband waiting in your own bed inside your own home, though how you've managed to keep him is nothing short of a miracle. I would have trapped you on a roof by now. That's rude. Intones Sirius mulishly, but Lily continues. And why you think having James's help in the kitchen will lead you to success, I can't possibly fathom, but so long as I don't have to clean up whatever horrendous mess you two create, I can't be fussed to care. Now, go home, Sirius, before I do take your tongue and hang it from my wall like the best trophy. Sirius takes a step back as he mumbles. Right. Sorry, Lils. His eyes trail to James, who huffs. I hate you for getting me in trouble, but I'll pop round in the afternoon. Promises his friend, and Sirius smiles at him gratefully as he begins to back out of the room. Patfit. Calls Lily before he closes the door, Sirius poking his head around again, finding those same green eyes fixed on him, softer now. Happy anniversary, love. Make it a good one. She bids, like she knows his secret, and Sirius beams. To say that Remus has had a shit day would be an understatement. Working admin at a local university while being shouted at by students who've messed up their own timetables and finances isn't necessarily a dream job. Sirius is forever telling him he doesn't have to work, but Remus likes keeping himself busy instead of pottering around the house all the time. If he's being truthful, his foul day and rotten mood has less to do with students and faculty, and most everything to do with Sirius. Remus supposes it shouldn't matter. Mostly, it's nothing more than another day. So what if they've been married for years? It's not as though it's an impressive milestone or even all that important, except it is to Remus. Every day that passes with Sirius feels like a precious notch carved into a rock wall, and Remus had thought Sirius felt the same, but his dismissal of the day the night before, his refusal to reschedule his perusal of a new bike had spoken differently. Heaving a sigh, Remus taps his wand against the door and steps inside their cramped flat filled with too many books and Sirius's various collections of stuff he swears he's got a use for, but he pauses when he smells something strange. His nose wrinkles against the overpowering spice in the air and the scent of something burnt. Muffled voices lead him forward when he finally begins moving again, Remus pressing his ear to the closed kitchen door, listening with a furrowed brow. Curious as to why Sirius is inside with James when he'd said he'd likely be gone most of the night. Why do they look like that? Says Sirius speculatively, sounding suspicious and mulish. I told you this wouldn't work, mutters James, his tone superior while also offended. The dough was too hard. I said we were supposed to let it set for a while. None of them are sticking together. And I said we didn't have time to wait. How can they be falling apart and also burnt? That makes no sense. And why do they smell like rotten bacon? You're the knob who thought it was a good idea to use ham because you didn't have any other meat in. What's wrong with that? Ham's pork, in it. Pork's always good in these. Should have worked. It really shouldn't have. There's a thump, followed by James's loud cry of, Ow! Fuck off, Black! That's Lupin Black to you, twat. Mutter Sirius. Their discussion devolves quickly after that. What would be a worrying scuffle breaking out, except it's James and Sirius, leaving Remus rolling his eyes. He pushes his way through the door, finding the pair tangled together, Sirius's neck trapped under James's arm, head bent awkwardly, his own fist wedged behind James's kneecap. 
They freeze when Remus clears his throat, Sirius's eyes lighting up. Mooney, he calls. You're home. Welcome home. I ignore that. Sirius flaps his free hand towards the concerning and partially smoking mess on the counter behind them. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary, grumbles James, kicking Sirius's shin, causing him to yell. Let go of my knee, you cockwomble. You're the cockwomble, mumbles Sirius, rolling his neck out as James releases him, the two panting beside one another as Remus studies them curiously. Care to explain to me what you're both doing? Nothing. Experimenting. None of your concern. Answers Sirius quickly, but James speaks over him. I'm trying to help this nutter make you dinner. I'm pretty sure he's set out to poison us both. Oi. You're not meant to tell him. Protests Sirius moodily. What part of surprise don't you understand? Have you gone insane? Surprise! I think his untimely death caused by spoiled ham in depressing dumplings would be surprise enough, don't you? Piss off. They're not that bad. Mutters Sirius, turning around with a scowling face to poke at something behind him. A low, ominous noise meets his prodding, sending Sirius a step backwards, his expression flickering with a mixture of disgust and wariness. Sure, yeah, counters James foully. That one just hissed at you. I'll hiss at you. Stop, intrudes Remus quickly as James opens his mouth, ceasing their bickering before it gains full steam. Walking forward, he presses a hand to each of their chests, pushing them further apart, though Sirius's glare only intensifies even as he leans into Remus's touch. Sirius, chastises Remus, his husband blinking at him blankly. What? With a sigh and a roll of his eyes, Remus decides to ignore it and asks, Why are you home? You told me you'd be out most of the night. His eyebrows creep down, pinching together as he frowns, watching Sirius begin to fidget a little where he stands. I, I lied, mumbles Sirius. Clearly. Only for the best reasons, Mooney, Sirius rushes to say, though it doesn't deter Remus's deepening frown. Sirius huffs out a breath. I wanted to surprise you, make one of your favorites. Should have known this one would cock it up for me. He jabs his thumb in James's direction, their friend appearing outraged. Oi. I'll show you a cock-up. James attempts to lunge forward in Sirius's direction as the other man cackles, but Remus holds him at bay, groaning under his breath. Prongs, thanks for all your help, but go home, orders Remus, James throwing his hands into the air. Gladly. Didn't want to do this to begin with. I warned him this would happen. You didn't, grumbles Sirius. I did, tosses out James accusingly. He glances at Remus, motioning behind him with his head. I'd throw those out if I were you. Or possibly incinerate them. Might poison the water supply otherwise. James leaves in a clear strop after that, muttering under his breath as he disappears through the door. Remus angles his gaze in Sirius's direction again, his husband smiling at him blindingly. Happy anniversary? He tries as Remus hums and steps around him to gain his first glimpse at the mess on the other side. These were dumplings, you said. Questions Remus, tone sculpted into politeness. Remus thinks calling them dumplings would be an insult to the fair. They do sort of look vaguely dumpling-shaped, but that's where the resemblance stops. Misshapen, the dough barely holding together, filling spilling out, parts of them burnt when all they were meant to be was boiled 
Remus finds himself staring at a travesty in food form. The smell is borderline rancid somehow, and Remus thinks he can see the bits of ham James had hinted at earlier. Lacking a bit of planning, were you? He says pleasantly, eyes sliding sideways to Sirius slyly, his husband huffing, crossing his arms over his chest. I planned perfectly fine, thank you. He utters stubbornly. We just didn't have anything else in. With a low snort of amusement, Remus reaches towards one of the haphazard dumplings, but Sirius grips fingers around his wrist with quick reflexes, dragging his hand away from them. I wouldn't if I were you, he warns. James was right. One of them did hiss at me before. I think they might be partially possessed. His eyes drift to the mess, looking more curious than wary, as though he wants to pluck them apart and study them. Remus thinks he probably does, knowing Sirius. With a sigh, Remus turns to face his husband, not removing his wrist from his grasp. We could have just gone out like we'd planned, you know, he provides, his head tilting to the side a little as he regards Sirius. You didn't have to do this. Yes, I did. Disputes Sirius rapidly, some of his former fidgeting returning, gaze trailing to the terrible dumplings. I wanted it to be special. A small frown pulling across Remus's features, he says. I appreciate that, love, I do, but it's not that complex. I know it's our anniversary, but it's also just another day. Every day is special with you no matter what we do. Isn't that the point? Well, yeah. Agrees Sirius, still not looking at Remus. He appears to mull it over for a minute before his eyes lift, his lips curling up a little. Of course it is, but we've gone out every year. I wanted this one to be different. Why? Sirius shakes his head, face twitching like he wants to look away but doesn't. Just cause. He mumbles. When Remus doesn't relent, he blows out a frustrated breath before admitting. It gets boring, doesn't it? I don't want you to get bored with me. I could never. Responds Remus instantly. How could I you're the least boring person I've ever met? Yeah. Yes. Sirius's eyes soften his smile expanding as his fingers squeeze around Remus's wrist. Remus uses it to tug him forward, hand pushing around to Sirius's back, their lips brushing together. I love you, you foolish sod, he murmurs. Bloody right you do, quips Sirius automatically, the grin on his face impossibly wide now. But we still need dinner, Sirius hums in agreement. How does pasta sound? Making a face, Sirius pulls away from him a little. But pasta is boring, moons. We have it all the time. He protests mulishly. How's that special? You don't want to go out because it's also boring and you've just said we've got nothing in, says Remus in exasperation. Means it's either pasta or your demonic dumplings. Your choice. Sirius purses his mouth as he appears to consider the options, Remus rolling his eyes until Sirius huffs a laugh. Right, I see your point. Boring, everyday pasta it is. He stands back and watches as Remus sets to work, eyes tracking his every movement as he fills a pot with water and places it over the gas ring to boil. Eventually, he drifts across the room, opening their fridge to peer inside. Red sauce or white? He offers. Red, declares Remus after a second of thought. Sirius removing the jar of pre-made sauce from Remus's last batch. As he pours it into another pot to heat, Sirius settles behind him, 
arms sliding around his middle to his front. He leans against him, chin dipping to rest on Remus's shoulder, shifting with him as he moves. Mmm, love watching you cook, murmurs Sirius serenely, his breath warm where it gusts across the side of Remus's neck, springing goose flesh to life on his skin. You'd think you would have picked up more skills for it after all this time. Let me rephrase. Amend Sirius. I love watching you. I pay little attention to what you're actually doing. That does sound accurate. Teases Remus, Sirius providing him with a squeeze around his middle, lips pressing into the curve of his neck. But even with the relaxed mood between them and filling the kitchen as their dinner slowly finishes, Remus can feel the lingering tension in Sirius's body where he's draped around him. There's a subtle jitter in one of his legs, the muscles of his arms stiffer than usual, his breathing not entirely calm and peaceful. Remus can feel his fingers fluttering across his abdomen, likely something Sirius doesn't realize he's doing. Eventually sighing as he turns the flames off and shifts the pots away from the heat, Remus twists in the ring of Sirius's hold, hands pushing around the sides of his face, forcing his husband to meet his eyes. What's wrong? Eyebrows dipping, Sirius shakes his head. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Denies Sirius, voice a little weak. Hadfoot, admonishes Remus gently, brushing hair out of Sirius's face with a tender touch. We've been together for a decade. I've known you for fifteen years. I know when you're off and something is bothering you. Sirius's gaze tries to drop away, but Remus coaxes his head to tip backwards, tilting his chin upwards, not allowing him to run. What is it, love? Why were you so pressed about tonight? Why the big production? Sirius is still trying to look away, but Remus holds his head in place, gray eyes darting left and right before continuously settling on Remus's face again. He appears torn and conflicted, but finally, he releases his own small sigh, shifting backwards enough to move easily. All right, okay. Expels Sirius, and he's nervous now, Remus can see it, which only serves to make him nervous as well. I was going to wait until we were eating or after that. I don't know. Sirius's shoulders sag a little as he glances over to Remus, hand reaching for his pocket. I talked to Andromeda yesterday morning. Remus's heart falls out of his chest with the words, dropping and dropping until it settles somewhere around his knees. Seeing the expression attacking his face, Sirius's movements pause. It didn't work, says Remus despondently, deep lines forming across Sirius's forehead as he stares at him the heartbreak in his eyes mirroring what Remus is feeling. He rests his weight against the counter behind him. Oh, it didn't work. That's... He stops, shakes his head, trying to clear the overwhelming sadness welling inside him because they'd known going in this was a large possibility. Okay, that's okay. It was never a definite, was it? Just to hope. The ministry won't approve us because of my lycanthropy, but we're good as we are. We don't need... Remus breathes Sirius, breaking through Remus's grief that feels suddenly drowning. He looks up, finding his husband's hand extended between them, a hazy photo held aloft in his fingers. It's a bit murky, and barely anything more than swirling globs that make little sense, except Remus has seen something similar before, recalls Lily and James flashing several around with excitement in their faces and on their tongues before Harry had arrived in their lives. It worked. We're going to have a baby. Mooney. Remus's head whips up, 
gaze tearing away from the image suspended between them. And Sirius is more blinding than the sun, his smile small around his slightly parted mouth, eyes impossibly bright. And he's pregnant, he whispers, stepping forward, pushing the photo into Remus's hand, gaze never leaving his face. We're going to have a baby, he repeats, and Remus chokes around a gasping breath, his arms springing forward, wrapping around Sirius's shoulders as he drags him into his embrace, held tightly against his chest, the photo still gripped in his fingers behind Sirius's head. Sirius laughs into the curve of Remus's neck as he presses in close, the sound more than a little wet and thick. His own arms wind around Remus's back, clinging to him tightly, fingers hooking into his ribs. We're going to have a baby, echoes Remus wonderfully, Sirius nodding against him as he laughs again. I love you so much. I don't need special dinners or poisonous dumplings. Only you. Only this. Only this. Mimic Sirius, like music to Remus's ears. Happy anniversary, baby. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text-to-speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.